Hello? You know I got the sauce. Mm. You know I'm saucy and it's always wet. A bitch never ever had a put lip gloss on it. <laughs> you are listening to the Answer Your Phone Podcast. This is your host, Claren. What's up? How are you doing? I hope that you are having a fantastic, wonderful, marvelous day and that everything is going well and in your favor. Woo, who, who, who. All right. <laughs> You know, I've mentioned a couple of times on here that I work in the education field. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. I work in the education field with children in a school, right? And if you have been keeping up with current events and you happen to live in Canada, you know that in Ontario, there has been quite the ruckus, quite the chaos going on in terms of with the stop to collective bargaining by the QP, which is the Canadian Union of Public Employees, by the Ford government using this new Bill 28, which is the Keep Children in Schools Act, all right, and by also inserting the notwithstanding clause inside of this act in order to prohibit any strike action by the union or its members. It's the, the, the Ford government. (laughs) And this all came October 31st, Halloween day, which is very on brand because this man is full of jokes. You know, the fact that I work in a field where we're currently getting screwed over by the government is not the problem. The problem is that y'all keep asking me, well, why would you work in a field where you're being screwed over by the government? I mean, really? To kink shame at a time like this is wild. Do better, you know? Like, what's wrong with y'all? I'm making light of the situation because it is what it is and we're, shoot, we're already here. We're here with it, right? So it's like, whatever. But at the same time, it's very sad, very distasteful, like very gross thing that the Ford government has done here okay (laughs) and that they're attempting to do here it's not only affecting the qp right now which is the canadian union of public employees that's the union that was going at the table with collective bargaining in terms of new contracts and things of that nature but if this happens if this comes to pass if this is allowed if this is swept under the rug this is what will take place anytime any other union tries to collectively bargain they will be prohibited from striking and from walking out and that in itself is a huge issue because that means that you just kind of have to lay down and take whatever they serve you at the table even if it's not feeding you and your family which is exactly what the issue is which is exactly what these people were bargaining for because there are people here who are working with these children and are getting paid $39,000 a year. Now, that might sound like a lot to a 12-year-old, but it's not much to an adult who is trying to live in this city. Some people might say that this isn't about money. The Minister of Education's main priority right now is keeping children in school, right? That's what they might say. That's what they might say. This act did not come prior to the bargaining. It came after the bargaining. It came after QP proposed an 11.7% wage increase over a three-year period. That is when they came out with the keep children in school or whatever they want to call it, this back to work legislation that forces people to work despite not agreeing with the conditions. To believe that the Ford government and the Minister of Education care so much about these children staying in school is willful 
ignorance. The reality is that it is simply about the money. It has always been about the money. To deny that the government's main priority, main focus is money is crazy. If it wasn't about the money, then why would they have only offered a whopping 1.5% in wage increases over a three-year period? Yeah, we ball it. We ball out control. 1.5%. Yes. Like, how disrespectful. What a slap in the face. How absolutely trifling, low down, dirty, and low class is that? Then, to add insult to injury, you want to say, oh, we could talk about it, but you can't walk out. Yeah? Yeah? You like that? Because we're going to add a notwithstanding clause to the act, right? That'll teach him. This man is throwing an adult temper tantrum right before our very eyes. The educator in me just wants to use conscious discipline to kind of just be like, what's going on? What's going on? But also the thug in me wants to throw down and pop him upside the head. Because what are you doing? You know, I'm always questioning, especially this year, because of all of the things that's been going on, there have been so many behaviors after COVID because these children, yeah, they were home, but they were home with their parents. It's not like people threw them to the wolves. I don't think you guys understand that. When these kids were home, they were home with the people who created them, the people who are responsible for molding their minds, the people who are responsible for raising them. And I think that that's what those people also forgot. I think that these kids have come back with all these behaviors and all these challenges, and all of this like just aversion to learning because they were in an environment where no one was encouraging them to use their brains, to practice their skills, their social skills, their their reading skills, their math skills. None of these skills have been exercised. And now they're back in the schools and they are failing and they're not meeting criteria. And now you wanna tell us, oh, well, you know, with all of these new behaviors, all of these new issues that you're facing on top of the cost of living rising the cost of food being astronomical just the cost of housing itself being what the fudge on its own you want to tell us you just got to deal with that there is no wage increase okay please just stop asking because we don't want to talk about it all right please just do your jobs and do it well because i know you love the kids i don't love the kids that much i don't love your kids enough to go to the poor house with me and mine trying to take care of you and yours. You should love your kids enough to ensure that the people who are responsible for them, who are taking care of them, are being paid fair and livable wages. How about that? So yeah, since the beginning of the school year, we have been dealing with the threat of having to go on strike And it actually came to fruition this last weekend and we ended up walking off the, well, it wasn't a strike, okay, because a strike would have been illegal. It was a political protest, darling. (laughs) It lasted a whopping two days because we were given orders to go back to work because the Ford government promised to repeal Bill 28. I can't speak English. Repeal Bill 28 if education workers would go back into the schools. And so in good faith, the union has decided to call off the political protest and the Ford government will repeal this Bill 28 business with the notwithstanding clause and they will go back to negotiations for maybe another seven to God knows how many more months. Fun, 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 fun. (laughs) 
honestly, as somebody who has been working in the education system for, I don't know, like hella long now at this point, it's too long to count, okay? Um, I'm tired. Honestly, I am. I feel like I'm getting burnt out. I feel like it's only October. Nope, it's not even October, girl. It's already November. Thank you, Jesus. We are speeding, okay? Vroom, vroom. It's November, and I honestly feel like I'm burnt out because, like I said, the behaviors are out of this world they really are the things that are going on with these children are out of this world there is a lot of damage that covid has cost us there are a lot of like things that just you wouldn't have expected necessarily because you know you're like these kids are staying home with their parents well evidently perhaps maybe that wasn't the best thing to happen and whose fault is that i'm not gonna point any fingers but i'm pointing fingers and you know who i'm I'm pointing it at the life givers because what the hell i understand completely that everybody has to work everybody has the life to live everybody has so many things to juggle especially in this day and age um it's really hard out here it's hard for everybody it's exhausting it's hard you know it's a very difficult time that we're all going through especially a couple years ago with covid and lockdowns and people still having to work and and juggle family life and so on and so forth completely understandable what i do not understand though is why this isn't being addressed more in terms of the um response towards because i do believe that covid was a very traumatic experience for every body whether you were affected everybody was affected by covid in some kind of way you know some more than others but everybody was affected by covid and so i feel like there should be more of a trauma response to covid and to these children returning to school it almost feels like these kids are suffering from some sort of ptsd honestly truly and it's a very touchy things to bring up with parents like you know your child was at home this entire time and they they've returned with some very concerning things going on with them right now and the parents of course their initial response is always defensive I find because they're like well what are you trying to say they were home with me what do you think I'm doing at home with my kids blah 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 and it's like it it becomes more of a so you think I'm a bad parent so you think I'm, I didn't do what I was supposed to do like I, I put food on the table I put you know a roof over their head it's seen as a personal attack and it's becoming draining on both ends it's becoming draining on the ends of the educators because we have to kind of walk on eggshells about these children and the things that we're seeing now in the classrooms because these parents every time you tell them that their child is just you know your baby needs help now your baby needs help they want oh what are you trying to say about me it's not about you it's not about you it's not about you. So now it's become like a real life game of Minesweeper. You remember that game on Windows? Like I remember when I had like Windows XP, I would play Minesweeper. I never knew how to actually play that game. I never understood the rules of it. I didn't know. I just knew. I was like, let me just click these little buttons. If I if I hit a mine, I hit a mine. Yeah, and that's what it feels like at this point. It's like you're trying to avoid hitting these minds with not only these children because they're traumatized, they've been home, they don't know what to do with themselves, and now you are also 
you know, walk around minds with the parents because you don't want to say the wrong thing and upset them and have them think, you know, oh, she thinks I'm a terrible parent. And it's like nobody thinks you're a terrible parent. What we're saying to you is this entire situation that just took place was huge. And as much as the world wants to kind of like brush past it and put it behind us, COVID was very traumatic for people. Being at home, being locked in, having curfews, things of that nature, it does something to your psyche. After knowing what freedom is and feeling like that's been stripped from you and removed from you, it does something to your psyche, whether you're old or you're young. And so there has to be some kind of aftercare after something like that takes place. And I feel like there's a been a complete lack of aftercare. And that's why we're kind of just, you know, rolling in the in the in the BS right now. We're just focused so much on getting back to normal, getting back to normal without accepting the fact that these last three years were very, very, very far from normal. And taking time to just heal from that is so necessary and so important. But I think that as a society and the government, because capitalism, they want to get the ball rolling on their finances. They want to get the ball rolling on getting back to the usual. And so they're going to keep trying to brush past it, move past it, and rush past it as quick as they can so that we can get back to making the money because that's what it's all about. And it's exhausting. You know, earlier I made light of the fact that sometimes people ask, like, why why are you in this field? You know, why are you in the childcare field it's not a high paying field that's for sure it's not it's not very rewarding sometimes it's rewarding but sometimes in the moment it it doesn't like getting hit by a kid that doesn't feel rewarding getting yelled at by a parent that doesn't feel rewarding being disrespected does not feel rewarding but we still do it we show up we do what we have to do and it takes a huge mental toll on you one of the things that can at least help to alleviate the mental stress is not also having a financial stress on top of all of it right not having to also worry about how you're going to pay your bills or how you're going to support your family not having to worry about working eight hours with other people's children and then having to go and work another four hours at a part-time job because your salary, the money that you make from your day job does not cover your entirety of living. That's crazy. The fact that there are people, I remember that we had a union meeting and people were mentioning like having to supplement their incomes by going to the food bank and things of that nature is absolutely disgusting. And so again, I asked myself like, why am I in a field where all of this is taking place, where there is such little respect and regard for the the amount of work that we do and the importance of the work that we do. It's it's amazing, really. The best response I can think to that particular question is I am in this field in order to prevent more people like Doug Ford from occurring to this society. We literally cannot afford to have any more Doug Fords running around. We can't. We can't afford to have people who are being paid six-figure salaries arguing about 
really pennies with the working class people, with public employees, people who work day in and day out to service, to educate, to support the public. We cannot afford to have somebody who tries to gaslight and pretend that they care so much about the children staying in school. And the reality is that you care not about the children staying in school, but more so about their parents staying at work. Doug Ford cares very little about the children staying in school, okay? He cares about the grown-ups going to work. Let's be clear. Someone who cared about the children staying in school would never, ever, 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 ever try to engage in a power struggle and 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 really you know perform an adult temper tantrum and also ultimately perform political career suicide by trying to infringe on people's rights you would not try to hold people against their wills to care for these children you would never someone who wants the kids to stay in school would never do something like that Never. No way. Absolute madness. Absolute malarkey. That man do not care about your kids being a school, honey. That's not what he care about, okay? He care about his money, honey. That is what Doug Ford cares about. Doug Ford said at a news conference, do you know it's even worse than Section 33 in regards to the uh, notwithstanding clause? He said, is threatening to go on strike. Shut down the economy of Ontario. Keep parents at home. Keep the kids at home. You know, keep the grandparents as they're getting unloaded at the grandparents' house. That's so much more dangerous than Section 33. This is what he said, and it's very important to pay attention to the very first thing that he mentioned was the economy, because that is what this is about. Doug Ford is not concerned about keeping children in school. He is concerned with keeping parents at work, keeping the economy. That is his main focus. That is his main concern. He don't care about your kids. He cares about the money. Education workers are tired, honey. <laughs> kids are not a walk in the park, baby. A lot of us do what we do because we actually really do love it. Okay, there are a lot of fields where people will say, I love what I do. And you could tell that it's like it's about the money. But I'll tell you right now, you have to love some part of what you're doing to remain in the field of education. Because really, you could be out there selling booty if you really had to, because it would be easier than working in education, especially right now. It is not easy. It is not for the faint hearted. Okay. And the one thing that this government could have done to make our jobs a little bit easier, they're refusing to. This is why people are leaving the field like fire to ants. They're running from it because there is there's no point. What is this? What what is this? There's no respect, there's no brick, there's stress, there's no pay. What is this? It's it's sickening, it's disgusting, and I, for one, am completely concerned about the future of education. I'm worried about the children. I'm worried about the future of education as a whole. It's all so very concerning. I, I see no good coming from 
any of this. I know that there's all this good faith talk, good faith talk, good faith. I don't have good faith, but I do have hope. So I'm hoping that things turn around for the future and everything works out for the greater good because right now it ain't looking too good it ain't looking too good at all i was talking to my friend i'm like child i don't know i don't know if i could do this for much longer she's like what are you thinking about doing that i'm like i don't know what to do i'm tired i'm tired and that's another thing people who have been in this field for years like what what it's what does it look like just getting up and leaving and switching it's hard it's really hard because people are dealing with mental health issues people are dealing with financial issues going back to school is not feasible for everybody and everybody doesn't have the mental capacity to go back to school and and give up an income in the hopes of gaining a new career it's exhausting it's a lot of work <sighs> anyways woe is us um everything is going to poo poo so eat drink and be happy <laughs> but i talked about what i came to talk about this really what i've been going through this this was the i was in my political bag today wasn't i <laughs> oh, 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 holiday. wait hold on hold on holiday have you been enjoying this podcast is it is it is it slay <laughs> Is this podcast slay, as the young people say? Are you getting your kikis in? Sure, hope so. Sure, hope so, bud. Do me a favor. Leave me a review on all the things. If you're a podcast listener to her, then you know what things I'm talking about. Don't make me talk too much. What's understood don't need to be explained. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please be sure to look in the show notes of this episode and you will be directed to wonderful places where you can leave me wonderful words. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye.